This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. G-A-L-D-E-M G-A-L-D-E-M This song is good. Welcome to a brand new season of Growing Up With Galdem. Inspired by our book, I Will Not Be Erased, our stories about growing up as people of colour. My name is Niall Raboyne, and I'm the life editor at Galdem. And I'm Natty Kasimvala, former editor and longtime contributor at Galdem. Galdem is an award-winning media company committed to sharing the perspectives of people of colour from marginalised genders. Each week, we invite a guest to respond to old diary entries, letters or text messages from their younger selves. The point is to nurture important discussions about growing up. You can find Growing Up With Galdem on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Dior Bediaco is a dynamic coach, host, keynote speaker, and founder of the self-growth school, Pepper Your Talk. Dior is passionate about helping others with their personal growth goals, truly believing that everyone has infinite potential and a world of possibilities within them. Welcome to Growing Up With Galdem Dior. It is absolutely amazing to have you on the show. How are you doing? I'm really good. I'm so excited as well. I've listened to the episodes and I'm like, wow, now I'm the guest. So nice. So I have to ask about the name of your school, Pepper Your Talk. Um, yeah. What was the inspiration yeah. and meaning behind the name? So... When I was in uni, I studied fashion promotion and we had this brilliant tutor called Pat and she did all of the like sessions that I enjoyed the most, which was like journaling and evaluations and kind of intrinsic discovery. And she was preparing us to go into the industry. 
And she said, when you go into the industry, you have to act like you're bigger than you are. You have to be bold and you have to pepper your talk. And I am a lover of words. And that phrasing just stood out to me so much. I wrote it down. I was like, I'm going to use this one day. So when I launched my business, which used to be a career platform for fashion professionals. Yeah, I used it because I'm like, there's no industry that requires you to be more kind of bullshit and pretend than fashion. But now I think it just transcends everything and everyone needs to pepper their talk and add. Now I see the pepper as like the secret ingredient to just you living your best life, you know, like add a bit of pepper on it and go out there and do your thing. Love that energy. I think I need to hear this. I'm going to (laughs) enjoy this talk today because... My talk is very unseasoned at the moment. <laughs> and I think we're in like in such an interesting era of like, I guess like self-growth and self-improvement, self-care, all of these kind of like conversations and resources are out there at the moment. And I guess I was curious just to hear a bit more about your journey in that space, but also if you have any theories about almost like why it's seeing this kind of resurgence in recent years. Yeah, so I'll start with my journey. I have always been this kind of lover of words, self-aware and had high self-esteem and trusted myself above everyone else. I don't know where that comes from. I don't know if it's positive or if it's trauma. I literally have no idea. I like to think it's positive because why not? And I've always valued my ideas and my mind. I say now that like my greatest luxury in life is my mind and how it works and how it serves me. So that's been my journey. No one has, I wouldn't say anyone in my life has supported it. I've kind of just kind of gone along and found ways to inject that side of me into everything I do. So when I I used to work for Burberry, when I worked there, I'd put like quotes all around my screen and I'd always read like positive things to people. When I was in school, I always did the topics that helped me be creative. So needlework, art, textiles, drama, all the things that just allowed me to shine. And in more recent years, I act as a therapist, like not trained. (laughs) So the advice I give is of a pinch of salt, but to my friends and the people around me and kind of just support them along their journeys. And I think why we're seeing a kind of resurgence of this movement of self-growth is we're not fickle anymore. We're not we know what's real and what's fake. And sometimes we like fake, but as a choice, you know, but then we also crave what's real. So we go on Instagram, we're very aware it's curated. We're very aware that people's pictures are edited. We're very aware that some things are not even real, but we like it because that allows us to escape into like a fantasy and everyone chooses their feed and that's your fantasy, you know, but we also crave real. Um, And that's the human condition of kind of tethering between both. And in looking for what's real, we realise that the real is in us. So we all kind of want to develop more of ourselves and move forward in that way. Instead of going outwards, which is what like social media and everything else provides, we also have to have that balance of going inwards. So that is my opinion of why the world is loving themselves right now. (laughs) I love that. The greatest luxury is your mind. That is. (laughs) Oh, it is. I'd love to know, like, I guess a bit more about your journey and what your childhood looked like. I have a bad memory, so I'm not even going to lie. I don't really remember what my childhood was like. I can remember top line. I have 
one full sister and how many? Four half siblings. And we've kind of always been together, but not been together. So we grew up all around the world, but would always like come together on occasion to have a big family. Loads of people lived in my house at once growing up as well, which was, I'm used to having a lot of people around, but I am very aware that that drains my energy really quickly and I have to be by myself. I have always been... I don't want to say like the popular girl because I don't want people listening to this to have this impression of me like, oh, she's one of them. But I have always been somebody who could get on with everyone. So in school, I was part of a group, but I would sit with everyone else as well if I wanted to, because I could get along with anyone. And I've always just connected with people and just like to have chats and being curious. So I lived in Ghana for three years when I was young, from six months to almost when I was four. And my mum said when I came to England, like, I was just this chatty kid, literally just shouting on the bus, why is the bus driver doing this? Why? Like, I would ask questions about everything. Like, why are bus stops bus stops? Like, how does a driver know that this is where the person lives? Like, I was curious, you know? And I think that came from Ghana and being free and having so much family and all of that. And I've, I've carried bits of that throughout my whole life. And as you grow up, it's sad that you lose that childlike element. But I'm trying to bring it back, actually. Like, earlier this year, I put a picture of myself when I was about five on my screensaver. And every day I'd wake up and look, well, anytime I picked up my phone, which is a thousand times a day, I'm ashamed to say, I'd look at her and I'd be like, oh, I hope I'm doing you proud. Or I try to imagine her mindset or try to imagine something she'd say. And my word for 2022 is fear free. And every time I looked at that girl who's me, I'd be like, this girl was fearless. Like, so yeah, I guess my journey has been one of, being tenacious, being fearless, being curious. And I've just carried that into my adulthood. You're in the perfect place to, <laughs> I guess, reflect and do proud to your inner child. Cause that's like, that's what we're all about over here. And I'm going to actually try that. Like putting my little baby self as my screensaver every once in a while, remind myself who it's all for. Cause that is a great shout. I wanted to ask a bit more about your faith which I understand is also like a huge part of who you are today and a really great influence in the things that you kind of impart on others. Do you remember when, how old you were when you first kind of started to understand faith for yourself and rediscover it? Yes. Oh, I can give you a very specific example. It was the year I graduated, 2013. So I've, I've always gone to church, always had Christian faith, and never had issues, like it was fine for me. It was all I had known, so that was that. And 2013, I was writing my dissertation (laughs) and it was going terribly, absolutely terribly. I like to think I'm quite smart, but I'm not good with things that challenge me too. If it challenges me too much, I get in my head too much about it. Anyway, this dissertation meant a lot to me because I wrote it about Ghanaians and the performance of identity during the Christmas period and this is 2013 people are now discovering Ghana as like a holiday hotspot I've always had that and I was like yo people go to Ghana and become new people all my research was primary research there was no books or anything I could use a lot of work went into this I interviewed some of the biggest influencers now actually on social media then because I recognized that performance in them from that time so it meant a lot And I just didn't feel like I was doing it justice. So I went to my teachers and I was like, this isn't working. They were like, no, it is working. You're doing great. Keep going. Cool. The day before hand in, I was still about 2000 words short and I couldn't write. There was nothing in me. Nothing. 
thing. And I said, yo, <laughs> what am I going to do? I came to terms with the fact that I'm about to fail. I called my mom. I was like, hi, I'm going to bed now. My hand in is tomorrow. I can't do it. She was like, no, you can't do this deal. Put your feet, feet in cold water. Do this, do that. Blah. I tried all the things. Nothing helped. I went to bed, had the best night's sleep, woke up the next day, told my tutor, I didn't hand in. She's like, we know. And they literally rallied around me. They were like, dude, you are such a great student. We are going to speak to the board for you. We're going to give you an extension. We're going to this. They just did so much to help me. I went back to London, cried through the last 2000 words, literally cried with every word I wrote. I was like crying. I had so much anxiety. I actually went to the GP actually and got diagnosed with situational anxiety. I got it done. And after that, I said, God, you have brought me through and I am going to church and I'm going to get baptized. I recognize that this was just a divine kind of moment and I surrender. I can't do it on my own. This little 10,000 word dissertation killed me. (laughs) I'm not strong. You're strong and you helped me. So from that moment, I think I decided for myself that, okay, I am a Christian. And I had had other moments actually, now that I'm saying this, me and my friends decided to go to like a new church when we were about 14 and we all did our confirmations together and we chose like new confirmation names and that was nothing to do with my mum or anything but I've just been reminded of that actually so maybe I decided a bit earlier the seeds were sown they were already sown yes I was just gonna say I always think it's very beautiful and special when you discover your faith by yourself on your own terms in your own way especially if you were born into a religion or a faith. Yeah, I totally agree. I think faith completely is about discovering a personal relationship with God and it's stronger and feels more intimate when you've decided that for yourself, like any other relationship is. Yeah, I was going to ask as someone who's, you know, rediscovered your faith, does it feel like there's any modern day conflicts you found? Um, How do you sort of grapple with things that seem on the surface to be at odds with each other. I think I'm specifically thinking of someone who's black who grew up in the church, but I also now work for a publication that's very queer. And sometimes I feel like that, for instance, from the outside looks like a contradiction. Are these any, I guess, things you've grappled with yourself, with your faith? Absolutely. I don't even want to say have grappled with. I would say it's a daily battle. And it is going to be a battle if you live in this world that is ever-changing. More so, just little things. Like, when I see certain character traits in people that allow them to get ahead in this kind of fast-moving world, but I know that that contradicts what my faith would tell me to do and how to behave, which means that my route could potentially be longer, that trips me up. Then I think about, even relationship-wise... For a long time, I was celibate. We're just going to go there. And then now I wouldn't say I am. I'm not convicted in that way anymore. But then I'm just like, how can you feel so strongly about something and then not care? Like, what? But you still love God. That's so weird. Like, who are you, dear? And then when I think about just things that people are like, oh, that's totally fine. And I'm just like, no, that's not fine at all. But then they have things that are not fine at all for them. And I'm just like, oh, that's totally... I don't know. I Every day... I question, but I think that is a good thing. And I think God always knew that was going to happen. That's super interesting. Really great answer. And I guess just before we move on to the extracts, for some practical tips for how to pepper our talk, we've talked a lot about like positivity and almost like backing ourselves and kind of having that conviction. 
what are some of the best ways or rituals that you personally have that you gas yourself up when you're not feeling at your top top best oh so many I just put up a Rihanna clip that said like fake it fake it and someone commented like that's actually really not good advice and I was like I agree it doesn't work for everyone but it works for some people so let's let them have it for me I journal I have so many different journaling practices I say practices makes it sound so sophisticated it is not party people it's just sometimes I write about my day (laughs) sometimes I need to boost myself up so I do like a gratitude practice to kind of get my head in that space because of maybe what's going to happen later on in that day or sometimes I just write continuously that I am a coach I am a speaker I am a founder I am good at my job I am because I need that in that day I write my goals down every single day on the top of my notepad every day I have three like main goals for the year and I have to remind myself of them because our brain is like a computer. It can lose files. And actually, it's more of a processor than it is like a storage thing. So <laughs> you have to constantly remind it of why it's doing what it's doing in your body with you and moving you forward. So I write my goals down every day. When I'm hosting events or when I'm doing speaking like gigs or anything that I'm doing that's public facing, because I like the fact that my opinion of myself is the highest I constantly affirm myself like if you ever see the notes that I have when I host panels and stuff I write like good job Dior you're doing so great that was a good question I lo-. like I massively romanticize my life I have a Dior day every month which is not anything fancy it's just having an old experience in a new way or it can be a new experience it doesn't have to be expensive I've done things like go to a new gym on another side of town with a spa day at the end not even a spa day just sit in the sauna steam room and read a book at the end by the pool I have just gone to a new restaurant in my area and ordered things that maybe have two more drinks or like stay in a hotel get a free stay as like a comp for something I've done but just make it more magical I always say my life is my size I'm a one of one it fits me I can never do what anybody else does nobody can do what I do And because of that, I have to make sure I'm enjoying this one and only experience I'm going to get. So, yeah, I love it. I love that. A deal day. There's no better date than with yourself. Um, Yes. Do you know what? There can be better dates. I ain't going to (laughs) lie. I do like a little boy date too. (laughs) You can have it all. You can have them both. (laughs) More dates the merrier. 
Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. So it's time to move into your extract. And we have a very beautiful extract from you. Could you give us a little context and then read it out for us? Sure. So this extract was me and myself being sent to my ex-boyfriend when I was about 18, maybe 19. And actually, I had forgotten a lot of what had transpired like towards the end of the relationship. So when I read it, I was like, oh, yeah. That's what happened. Completely forgot. And it made me laugh. It made me smile. And I was like, oh, I'm exactly the same person as I was all those years ago. Like, I would legit, without the grammar, because the grammar was awful in it. I don't know why we spoke in shorthand. But minus the bad grammar, I would legit send that same text to the last guy I just dated. And it's been like 12 years since I sent that message. Okay, so... Text to my ex on January the 1st, 2010. It's weird that we met in 2008 and it's 2010 already. But I can say that over the past year and a half, I've learnt a lot. When we first started going out, we only knew each other for a week. But you showed me that it's okay to take a risk and try something different. Nobody believed that we'd last as long as we did, lol. Then we broke up in January and got back in April. You showed me that it's cool to give second chances and try again. I'm glad that I took that chance. And now I'm learning that it's okay to let go of certain feelings, move forward and call each other friends. You're the one that put the biggest smile on my face, the most tears in my eyes, but showed me how to love through it all. Good luck, kids, with your next or anything that you have planned for this year. Happy New Year, smiley face, XX. So you, you have a level of enlightenment <laughs> that I could still only wish for at this age. So as you were saying, yeah, just reading this after 12 years. It made me laugh. That was like the, it was an immediate kind of belly laugh. And I was just, <laughs> it's even making me laugh now because it is so 
me i showed one of my friends and she didn't know me at this time she's like dior she's like you are the same girl like <laughs> you always want to make everything a poem and you always want to make everything a moment and you're just that girl like you're always someone who's trying to make something a reflective experience and <laughs> i was like yeah that's me so yeah for the most part it did make me laugh I was going to say the same thing, you know, like when I first saw the extract, I saw a text to my ex and I was like, oh, it's about to be spicy. And then I kind of read it and I was like, it was this like heartwarmingly open and like lovely little paragraph. And it really is so sweet, even though it's an ex text, it's like one of the good ones. Because obviously Mm. being friends with your ex is one of those highly debated like TL topics and beyond I wanted to hear yeah a bit more you touched on it before but a bit more about your opinions on amicable breakups is it something you have a lot of experience with kind of like what was the aftermath of this breakup and this kind of conversation anything you can share with us yeah so I have maybe four significant exes with this one being one of them one was somebody before when I was 16 so I would say 16 18 21 and then the last person I dated like between 2020 and last year 2021 I am cool with every single one of them very cool with them like I'm friends with each of them and I hold no anger no animosity there's no drama I could go for lunch dinner breakfast I could go on a trip with each of them and there would just be good vibes I do not hold anger in my body I do not like being angry with people if there is a situation where there is tension I like to see where I'm at fault where they're at fault and just deal in the facts of it and then try to remove the emotion and move past. So yeah, when people are not friends with their ex, I'm just like, but you once loved that person, but you saw goodness in that person. Like, can you not move forward with that knowledge and not kind of focus on the bad? Fair enough though, none of my exes have really done anything dangerous to me or broken my heart in a way that I couldn't mend it back or yeah been violent or anything like that so I guess I'm coming from like a privileged breakup space (laughs) if that is a thing but I'm a believer in being friends with everyone even if you and somebody have had beef or you've had an issue I'm always like the bible says find it within your heart to like have peace with all men on earth right so can you not just try that's just me as a person though you can just at me next time (laughs) that might be (laughs) wow Was I speaking to you? Because <laughs> my exes, I don't know them. That's a very wow. nice way to think about it. I should take some of that energy into my own life. I feel very red. <laughs> it's not easy. I'm not going to lie. It's not easy. But I just like to have peace. And the way I find peace for you, peace might be cutting that person off and never speaking to them again, and that is where you find your true peace. For me, true peace is just at least being able to say, if I pick up the phone and want to call you, I can, because we're cool. That's just for me, though. So, And I recognise that we're all really different. Some of my friends are like, I don't have any exes. I've never had a boyfriend. Who are these people? They are dead to me. Like, mm -mm, nobody. My ex is my only, (laughs) because I don't even know who I've dated in the past. Like, they literally have blocked them out, and that's cool. Like, that's fine. But that won't work for me. My heart is so soft and fragile as well. So So in the extract, you say that he put the biggest smile on your face, most tears out your eyes. In what ways? What was your relationship like then? (laughs) So dramatic. 
Okay, so let me give you guys the story, the tea. So this boy lived in Amsterdam. This is my first long distance relationship and I've had a few since then because I love, I love drama, like positive drama. So like for me, the distance is the positive drama. It's like absence makes the heart grow fonder. Let's tough it out. Let's prove we love each other. So this is my first long distance relationship. We met through friends just on a random like Saturday in South London. I lived in North at the time. So that within itself, the fact that I was in South was a huge journey for me. And I was about... 17. Me and Gideon met that summer through friends and there was actually another boy that was interested in me who basically said I heard you're talking to Gideon now so like are you serious with him because now I want to be serious with you and I was like wait what you didn't want to be serious before. Bear in mind I'm 17 you know like what I should have been focusing on school. Anyway so I was like no I actually want to be serious with Gideon which I think that was the catalyst for Gideon and I getting together a lot sooner, like within that week, because it was almost like, okay, if we don't do this, that other boy is going to take me. So (laughs) we have to be together quick. (laughs) So we started dating within a week and then it was good. I remember we'd always call, oh, so cringe, but we'd call each other like Posh and Bex because obviously he would play football and I just love Victoria Beckham. So... (laughs) we were like that little cute couple I think even during the relationship we saw each other maybe three times because of the distance but we were on the phone constantly and Facebook messenger MSN all of those things and we broke up because he was unfaithful got another girl and I had a feeling but didn't have any proof and then one of my friends was like deal no 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 he is out about the town with this girl. Obviously, I'm not in the country, so he can be doing what he wants. So I confronted him and he made me look crazy. He was like, no, this is not true, blah, blah, blah. Then he was with, like, I remember he was with his group of friends and he was like, oh, I can't hear you, I can't hear you. His friends were like laughing in the back. I was so angry. And it's funny, we've totally moved past that now. I literally don't care. But that's why we broke up. And then obviously, as they do, he wanted to get back together. And I was like, no no I've moved on please leave me alone but I still wanted to be his friend so we worked through that like animosity and the disrespect and those apologies and all of that and then we just became cool we became friends we'd see each other we'd like hang out it's fine wow that is so interesting Nyla needs to fix her face because <laughs> I'm just shook <laughs> your level of maturity like you didn't go like Beyonce and- ring the alarm and at wow. 18, 19 years old as well. No. Like, we need to remember that as well. So I love that. I love that for you, you know? Do you know what saved me? I was so aware of how much more life I had to live and how many more people there are on the planet. And I was like, wait, if I could meet this boy from a different country and we get on and we had a great relationship, how many more people around the world do I not know that I could be suited to? And like... I'm only 17, I only know so much, but I'm about to know more and about to be someone in this world. I had that complete awareness about myself. So I wasn't too sad. I was just like sad about the relationship, but excited about my future and my life. I didn't have someone in the background, but there were prospects. So I was like, I ain't going to be single for too long. (laughs) I love that. It's like an abundance (laughs) complex when it comes to love. I think that is the way to move forward. (laughs) 
I wanted to ask, looking back, I guess, on, and I think you kind of started to touch on it there, but looking back on this relationship, are there any ways that you are conscious that it kind of shaped how you move forward in the years that followed, either good or bad? Like, did it affect your trust for a bit? Or are there any things that you kind of carried forward from that into the 12 years that came after? That is such a great question. And I don't think I've really thought about it, like piece the dots to be like, maybe that's why I do this now. But what I will say is that when it comes to relationships, I definitely, I know my attachment style, which is anxious, preoccupied. But because those two first boyfriends cheated, I do think it made me a little bit clingy and a little bit, you have to always reinforce that you're into me and you're here and you're present and you want to do this. So definitely now that you guys mention it and now I think about it, it probably did scar me a little bit. And those scars probably, yeah, persist till today. It's probably still on me till today. I don't worry about, actually, I do worry about being cheated on because the state of relationships these days, oh my God, so bad. Not all, but a lot in the African community. So yeah, I would say it has played a part on how I act in relationships now. Yeah, I think it's always interesting to reflect on how previous loves and relationships have impacted you. And then you can learn from it and we can all grow. That's what I'm telling yeah. myself. <laughs> <laughs> you sound very convincing keep saying it <laughs> and moving on what advice would you give to this younger version of yourself in 2010 whose you know heart is open and willing to give people second chances do you know what I would say I wouldn't say anything because I feel like she had it figured out pretty good she was actually on point and I really rate her, really respect her. What I would tell her though, is that you're gonna go into another relationship from the age of 21 to about 28. And I would not advise you to be in that relationship for so long because I don't think that's what your twenties are for. And she's gonna be like, what, but I love him. And I would be like, I know, but you need to love yourself more because you need to live your life. So that is what I would say to that girl. Hmm. That's interesting. I've never really heard people or anyone actually tell someone like, you know, I think a lot of people come on and they have that idea of like, oh, well, if it didn't happen, then I wouldn't be where I am today. So it's interesting to hear, you know, like if I could, this is a thing that I would probably change looking back. Okay, so what I would say to that point is my ex would probably say the same thing. He would definitely agree. We've had this conversation a few times and we both agree that from 21 to 25, you should probably be in situations with people, be respected in situations with people, love people, but don't try and be all the way committed and spend your whole 20s in that one situation because there's just so much more to life than that. And you do tend to shape your life around the relationship you're in. The decisions you make are based around the relationship you're in and the person you become also is off the back of the relationship you're in. And I just think being 21 and just like finishing uni, having a job, being in the real world for the first time is something that you should just be navigating without any other responsibilities other than yourself. That's my opinion though. 
Yeah, I think that's super interesting. And our final question for you is, what do you think that younger self in 2010 would think of where you are today? If my younger self could see me now, I think I feel like she can see me now because I'm her. (laughs) She would be so excited and happy and can't believe half of it, but also can believe half of it because it's like, duh, this is who we are. But then also would be like, oh my God, you made a career out of nothing. Like when I left my corporate job to start Pepper Your Talk, it was off of the fact that I knew I had a stronger skill set than what I was using in my job. And I was like, if I stay in this industry, in these types of like PR marketing roles, I'm never going to be Dior, the Dior that I know I can be. So I have to leave. And I just literally winged it. The first year of my business, I made like, not even joking, maximum, probably a lot less, 500 pounds. I'm not joking. I lived on my savings that whole year and didn't even know how to make money. I just knew that I had a voice. I had an opinion. I had a tribe that I need to kind of gather around me. And I just had to do something in that direction. There was no guarantees. Nothing made sense. My parents didn't get it. My friends didn't get it. I didn't really get it sometimes, but I had a conviction. I just knew that that was my truth. So she'd be like, yo, you did it. Like, well done. And I'm nowhere near what I thought a 30 year old should be like. And that's the other end, maybe three parts. One is like, you always knew you could do it. Second one was like, yo, you actually did it. Third part was like, you haven't done it yet. (laughs) And that you haven't done it yet is (laughs) dirty. I thought I'd be married in a house, maybe about to have a kid and some other achievements. But the achievements I do have are far beyond what I could have even planned for myself. So I'm very content. And all the things that I thought life would look like right now just weren't even realistic. And I actually don't even care about them. They're not true to me. So she would be so proud and she is proud because she is me so I'm proud and I'm very happy and blessed that's incredible thank you so much for joining us yeah thank you for coming on thank you guys I've loved it I feel like it feels short we could keep going (laughs) yeah that was I don't know really great to hear from Dior. I feel like I have growth to There's do some after that conversation. <laughs> <laughs> there is homework, you know. Her outlook in life is like aspirational. Mm. It's really, I'm somewhere in between the two of you, I think. But yeah, I agree. There's from broken to fixed. <laughs> I totally agree. There's like so much in even 18 year old her that like we could all learn from in terms of being able to forgive Mm. and just like move past. And also just, I loved what she said about like, basically like love abundance. Like, okay, you screwed me over, but like, if I can be with you, how many other people are there out there in this world of billions? There's a million other people out there who I could be with and I'm excited for that. And I think that's a really like refreshing way to look at breakups and also Mm. like Mm. so many things in life when people wrong you, you know, like I'm definitely taking that one. Yeah. And it's like, cause, you end up holding that kind of hate in your own heart mm. and that only ends up impacting you in the long run. So, you know, being able to let go mm. and move on is the ultimate form of self-care, isn't it? Yeah. And I wanted to say it in the podcast, but I didn't find the time. But I think also just like being able to acknowledge that the people who have come into contact with Dior as their partner are incredibly lucky people. 
yeah. <laughs> in this life. Those I'm sure men, they have grown. And the ones who have wronged her and she's been able to kind of shed that mm-hmm. and forgive them and move forward, like, they need to absolutely count their blessings as well. So, fully, definitely fully. a really interesting episode. This has been an II Studios production. Thank you so much for listening. We really hope you enjoyed this episode. You can sign up to become a member at gal-dem.com for access to exclusive discounts with our favourite brands and partners, early access to tickets for Galdem events, an advanced copy of our annual print issue, and so much more. Make sure you're following us on all major social media at galdemzine for the latest independent news and culture. Or visit our online website, which is gal-dem.com. Don't forget, if you love this episode of Growing Up With Galdem, be sure to subscribe, rate and leave a review. We'll catch you on the next episode. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues 
your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. 